You are listening to the Domestic Life Podcast, created for foodpreneurs everywhere. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. It is deliciously produced every week for your enjoyment. Show notes can be found at savorv.com. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Domestic Life. We are enhancing foodpreneurs everywhere, and today we have a super special show for you. I am here with E.K. Ray, and he is amazing. He's a diabetes awareness advocate, a home chef, he's a speaker, he's an author, and he promotes healthy living, and that's what it's all about. So we're going to get close and comfy with the man behind the food. So thank you for coming to the show today, E.K. How are you? I am absolutely great and wonderful and very pleased and honored to have, have for you to have me on the show. So I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. So I said a little bit about who you are, but who are you in the world of food? If someone was just meeting you, what are you like on the day-to-day? Uh, on the day-to-day, um, a lot of fun, outgoing. Um, I came up in the industry of the entertainment and um, television and film and radio and recording and all that stuff. Um, um, I'm a former producer over at BET. I've worked over HBO, CBS. I've worked with uh, recording artists such as Babyface and Boys to Men, um, athletes as Thomas Hearns and politicians like uh, Congressman Harold Ford Sr. and Jr. So I've done a gamut of things. And then uh, on that journey, um, I became a diabetic, so which mm-hmm. was an, unbeknownst to myself. And so that actually led me to, and actually really having a horrific introduction to it and not knowing much about the disease, that led me, it led me into a place where I needed to turn my life around. And so it was about becoming healthy, living a, a healthier lifestyle. Um, and, of course, when you're diabetic, you can't have carbs, you can't have sugars, um, right. and, you need to ex- and you need to exercise and do more. So it just, for a thirst for more and how to take care of myself and what I needed to do, um, it mm-hmm. led me down the path of eating healthier, and then to the point of cooking foods that I love, but making them healthy for me so that I could still have them, um, which brought me into a place where I ended up, um, folks saw my book, and they wanted to know how I lost 180 pounds, and I started telling them how I would cook different meals and different dishes and things of that nature, um, and uh, I ended up working with Merck Diabetes as a spokesperson for them for a few years, um, mm-hmm. and then that just that led to me becoming um, a kind of a spokesperson and activist for diabetes awareness, doing different, you know, interviews and magazine covers and things of that nature and television shows where I'm actually um, on a lot of local stations for CBS and others where um, during the holidays they call me in and they want to know how uh, people in general, because that's my goal. It's not just about diabetes. It's across the board, really a healthy lifestyle living. But they want to know, I speak about how you can live your best life and being healthy and taking care of your diabetes. Um, and those who are friends of or family of, their wives, the husbands, the, the kids, okay. the parents, how do you live and, you know, and have a healthy and great life with someone with a di- diabetes? And how do you mm-hmm. eat? How do you live? And, so, and that just led me into the kitchen and cooking and cooking more okay. and more. And then it just started getting out there. And then that's how it all began. And it, it led to my next book, which I'm cooking now, with turning um, – uh, uh, healthy uh, southern southern foods into healthy dishes, and so it's just been really incredible, an incredible ride, one that I did not plan to go on. But mm-hmm. um, as as my aunt always says, the good Lord kept you here for a reason, so you're talking yes. about this. So I guess that's why I'm still here. 
Well, I'm looking through your media kit. It said that you use food in the right way to lose 180 pounds. And, you know, it's not just diabetes. There's other things, you know, just extreme weight and feeling sluggish. Mm -hmm. How are we using foods in some of the wrong ways, and how can we transition ourselves to possibly use them in the right way? Um, Knowing what the foods are that you're consuming. Um, A lot of processed foods, folks are really extremely busy these days. So it's mm-hmm. really quick and easy to stop by a KFC or right. um, a, P- a Pizza Hut or Domino's or whatever, the fast food, McDonald's, Wendy's, all that stuff, and get that for, um, you know, meals and dinners. I actually know folks who I used to work with. You know, I would hear that phone call, you know, home to the wife and, oh, what do we want for dinner? Oh, just stop by Popeye's and get chicken for all of right. us. So, I mean, mm-hmm. And that's okay on occasion, but you can't live your life that way. And so, mm-hmm. so many people are using the wrong foods that way as opposed to using foods the right way where you actually go home and you cook the food yourself. You have more control over what you're putting in the food itself, how it tastes. Um, you're not depending right. upon someone else's taste for it. You know you, you, you can um, saute certain things and do a light fry to some things and then, you know, pop it in the oven. And I always tell people, use the oven more often as opposed to the top of the stove. Because you can get right. so many great things out. You can grill, you can roast, you know, mm-hmm. it's broil. You can do so many things with it. And a lot of us, we don't do it in the right way. But it's just so convenient for us to go to the store and go to McDonald's and get five cheeseburgers or whatnot and right. fries and a shake. And, you know, and at the end of the day, that's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your wife, your kids, your whole family. So it, 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 it's a horrible cycle that you kind of get caught into because, you're working, you're working, and you go and you mm-hmm. take care of that, and like you grab it on the go. And that on the go is where we really need to be careful about it. Okay, so you mentioned that you make comfort food healthy. And when I think of comfort food, I'm thinking of cornbread, mac and cheese, collard greens, mm-hmm. smoked turkey, and fat back in it. Is it possible to make comfort foods healthy? Is that really true? Yes, it is. Um, I, um, I, I have a good friend of mine who always tells me, I have a killer mac and cheese, and I've made it for them before, um, and I actually made it for them at their house when they had a house when they moved into their, their new home. And so some folks, they watched me make it. They were like, oh, my God, this is going to be a heart attack. Now, this is free before I was a diabetic. And they were like, right. we're going to die if we eat this. But when they got it off, when they got it off the oven, they started saying, this is, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> So, and I've had people tell me, I don't use this in it. I don't do this and I don't do that and da-da-da-da-da and so mm-hmm. forth. So after becoming a diabetic, I love mac and cheese. So I had right. to figure out how I could still get that mac and cheese um, and still have that same flavor that mom used to make, you know, with it. Right. Not some, you know, it's tofu and it's this and it's that. I'm like, no, I want real mac and cheese. So I had to figure that right. out. So. <laughs> So what, I just did my homework, did my research, did a little struggling, did a few tastes. Some went good, some went bad. Um, but I realized that um, with mac and cheese, I, I use multigrain pasta, which is a little mm. better. I, I use wheat pasta, you know, and right. then there's actually, there's actually other noodles out there that you can try too. I would say you need to develop a little bit more taste for those. But right. I tend to stick to the multigrain in the wheat pasta. And also what I use is I use skim milk. Um, I use low-fat butter when I do use it in there. Mm-hmm. And so you go through and you cut everything down from it. And that way right. you can actually – and I use a, a, a 
I use a mixture of low-fat cheese and regular cheese. Uh, and, of oh. course, and if, you, and, if, and, of course, and if you buy a good quality cheese, it's going to taste good anyway. So, and I use all that okay. stuff together. And what, and what I would do, I would fix it for people and not tell them how much I had cut out of it and what I had changed. They absolutely okay. still loved it. They're licking their fingers. I even had one person tell me, I don't eat macaroni and cheese if it's made with skim milk. And I just let her finish eating <laughs> the entire dish. <laughs> and so then when it was done, I said, how was it? She was like, it was excellent as always, EK. Your food is phenomenal. I mean, I need you to fix something for me for the holidays. And I said, okay, great. I said, but I want to tell you one thing. She said, what? I said, that was made with skim milk. She was like, you're lying. That can't be. It can't be. It was too good. And I'm like, yes, it is. So it's just a matter of being able to go and take those favorite southern comfort foods, dissecting what's actually in, what, what they're being made with that gives you that taste that we all love so much, and figure right. out how we can turn that around. Sometimes it's just a little tweak here and there, and it's just, mm-hmm. it, it makes a world of a difference. Um, I also do it, uh, I like to call it a killer light banana pudding, um, and folks oh. tend to go crazy for that. Banana pudding normally calls for like about six, uh, a couple of, a lot of cups of sugar. I tend to knock right. all that down to, to like teaspoons. So it's mm. all in what you do. You got to do a little taste test in here. I, my mom used to always tell me, you follow the recipe five times. After that, you start playing with the recipe to do what you want. Right. And, and having her teach me how to cook brought me to the point where I am today. So I wasn't afraid of taking those traditional recipes and saying, hey, what if I got rid of this and added this or tried this or, tr- or tried that? And it's all getting to know what foods are out there, what will work, right. what certain things have diff- great flavors. Um, so it's just a matter of getting in there and doing it. Um, and it's so funny. I have folks that say, oh, you're a chef. I'm like, eh, I just think I'm a home cook. I just like to cook at right. home. I like to cook for people. So, and yeah, right. but it's, I mean, it's just a matter of doing it. Just don't be afraid of it. Okay, so I love that. We're going to start being a little more creative in the kitchen. So tell me about your books that you're writing. What's going on with these books? Um, well, the first book, uh, which is out now, Diabetes is Silent Killer, How I Survive, is, is really my story um, mm-hmm. of how my horrific introduction to becoming a diabetic because I went uh, about six months undiagnosed by the doctor that I was seeing at the time. And um, it, it was a life lesson, an eye-opener. I was pretty much dying. My body was shutting down. I ended up in mm-hmm. ICU with diabetic ketosis um, for about two weeks. Um, and they were able to, if I had not gone at that time to the hospital, um, I wouldn't be here on the phone talking with you today. Um, right. So I'm very, very lucky in that aspect of it that we were able to catch that in time um, and, you know, and, and actually use that as a, a good way of shedding light on this for other folks because diabetes is one of the things where it doesn't get a lot of attention and a lot of people mm-hmm. look at it as it's a fat person's disease. Um, where it really is not. It's just a matter of not living a healthy lifestyle or eating appropriately for yourself and not moving around. Um, okay. So, And that shares a lot of information on that as well, too, um, with a lot of facts. And I just hope my story helps other people realize or be able to recognize in their friends and family what's going on with their weight and why they're mm-hmm. unable to do certain things. Um, a lot of people don't realize a lot of the amputations, uh, I think it's like 67% of all amputations in the U.S., that are non-accidental are from diabetes, meaning people have lost arms, limbs, and so forth. And 67% is a huge number um, to say that's happening from a disease. So that book raises a lot of awareness for that. 
Um, and then my plight to lose weight, to have a healthy lifestyle, to be able to have my limbs and to be able to see and, right. and be here Absolutely. and enjoy life, that led me to my next book because I am a foodie at heart. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get up to over 400 pounds by not eating food. So, but I mean, right. I've lost 180, but I want to keep it off and lose more. So, and as mm-hmm. I was just saying, I had to figure out how I could still enjoy my favorite foods as long as we're eating good food. So I, I learned how to grill things and, you know, steam things and so forth and broil them as opposed to always having them fried or always eating right. the wrong foods and, you know, and staying away from processed foods. That's our huge, huge problem for a lot of us processed foods and being able to grab stuff on the go and learning how to turn that around to be able to right. find things that won't, won't do that for you. So it was a tough one, but it was a good one to learn. Right. Absolutely. No problem. So as an entrepreneur, I like to always encourage, you know, other entrepreneurs when I get them on the line because I have a ton of, you know, home chefs and cooks and everything that listen to this show. And sometimes they write me and they say that they have trouble being creative or coming up with new ideas. How do you make sure that you're feeling good and you're still in the flow with creating new ideas for who you are and for your brand? Um, for me, what I tend to do is um, I, don't, I don't think I necessarily sit down and plan out what's going to be the next thing. I think I, mm-hmm. for me and my journey that I'm taking here now, I think it's more about discovery of um, what's next that needs to be done because uh, my goal is to raise the level of awareness for diabetes. And so I'm, I look at stuff that way where I see other things happening. I'm like, well, wait, it should be happening here as well. And if that yeah. avenue is there and no one's doing it, step in and create it and take it to the next level, make it possible. Um, I always tell folks, do not let fear stop you from reaching your dreams. Mm -hmm. Always go for it. Don't be afraid to step out there because, you know, doing what you're supposed to do and you're doing it right for the right reasons, you'll be able to keep walking and you'll be able to get it done. Um, uh, With that, I mean, so it's kind of hard to say exactly, but it's kind of what comes natural for me a little bit there Mm -hmm. with that. And it's, it's passion. It's what I want to do. It's the mark I want to leave. So at the end of the day, because one of the things I want to do is to create the Ray Foundation. And I hope that I hope to be here forever, <laughs> as we right. all do. But, but at some point in time, we all know we need to go on. But I would love to have been able to have left a nice imprint on something that's helpful for everyone across the board, not just diabetics, but for everybody, and that it can live on when I'm not here. Exactly. I completely agree with everything that you just said. So as a business owner, we all have to network. Entrepreneurs are always networking. And I'm here in Atlanta, and sometimes you'll see something, you're like, oh, this is going to be a great networking event. And then you get there, and everyone's just kind of standing around drinking. You're like, was this happy hour or was this networking? Are there better ways to network? What type of ways do you network? And what are some, like, do's and don'ts that you would tell people to do and not do? Um, I would say at those events, when you do find yourself at a, an event of that nature where it turns out mm-hmm. it's a happy hour, um, walk around the room and just say hi mm-hmm. and introduce yourself. You know, you can, a, a light conversation, a banter can lead to a lot more down the line. It doesn't have to right. be a lock in a deal at that moment. And I always say mm-hmm. don't go in looking to lock in the deal at that moment because okay. that, doesn't, that doesn't always happen. Um, leave yourself open to it being, if it's um, a CEO of a magazine you've always wanted to meet 
or someone else of a different company, whatever the genre is that you want to pursue and be in. And if you happen to meet that person, sometimes it's going to be a hi, great to meet you. I really like your work. Hopefully one day we can get together and I can talk to you more about it. Here's my business card. Um, or can I get your number? Is there a way to reach you? And sometimes that's going to be it. And then you have to do follow-up later on, which is a part of networking. But a lot of people tend to think that when you go to these events, that you're supposed to lock that deal down right here and there. They're going to make you right. the next the COO of their company now. And it's like, <laughs> right. no, that's not quite how it works. You need to go in with real, exactly. with real realistic ex- ex- um, expectations of that. Um, and then also, too, get outside of going to those things. Um, mm. My gym. And you can go to the gym and you never know who you'll meet there. I've actually done business at my gym because I actually met Martin Sheen there once. I literally ran oh, into yeah. him trying to get to a trainer, and I knocked him over. And as I'm helping him up saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I realized who he was. I'm like, oh, my God, you're Martin Sheen. I love you on the West Wing. And he was just talking to me and would, oh, it's okay, and I'm apologetic, da 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 And I'm like, well, what are you doing in town? He was in town for an event. Um, and uh-huh. his manager was right there with him. And he was like, well, we're looking to get some marketing to PR done. I'm like, hey, that's what I do. I work for Boys to Men and Babyface. They're like, great, let's talk. Before you know it, wow. I had a contract. So it's any and everywhere. Always be open. Mm-hmm. Um, little accidents such as that, <laughs> knocking a, a right. huge celebrity over, could lead into getting a job with them. So it's, you, networking is everywhere. It's not just there. It's at the gym. It's at the grocery store. Um, it's dropping your kid off to school, picking them up from mm-hmm. school, the gas station, you never know where you'll meet people who are in the same like business that you're in and who can help you, as well as you might be able to help them. Or even if it's just sharing knowledge, information, a transfer of information, of, oh, this is what I did, this may help you. So it's right. all about that communication and no matter where it is. Absolutely. I love, love, love that advice. Always just be open to talking to people because you just bumped into a man. <laughs> so that's awesome. Oh. Okay, so a lot of people might be interested in starting a business or idea. And some people sit on their ideas forever because they feel like they don't have the money to do this, so they never start. What are some good ways to help those people get unstuck and to get started? Um, believe in yourself. Know what it is you want to do. Um, lay out a plan and what you want to do, how you want to get there. Um, I always, it's just like when you think when you go to college, you go to school, you say, oh, let me get an internship at this company or that company. Um, one of the things I would do is when I was in school and I would take an internship, whatever department that I was in, I would mm-hmm. turn around and finish. Once I finished the work for that work, that department, I would take myself out and explore every place of it. Uh, I was an intern at a radio station and I was in the music department. Once I was mm-hmm. finished with that work, I walked over to promotions. I walked over to programs. I walked over to sales. I walked over to marketing. And mm-hmm. I got to know those people. I got to know what was happening with their, in essence, building my foundation for where I needed to go and choosing the right path to take. So all that insane is you have to build your road. Understand what you're doing. If it's if you want to be a doctor, you do things that lend or guide you in that direction to being a doctor. Um, you know, if you want to be a police officer, you do things that will put you on that path to become a police officer. So mm-hmm. it's a matter of truly, but you have to know what it is you really want to do, what you're passionate about. And I say passionate, and I say that in large letters because you really need to be passionate about your craft. Um, there are a lot of folks that go and do things because oh, it pays a lot of money. That's great. But you have to realize at the end of the day, 
there's always that person who has that quote unquote killer job and making tons of money, but that person is the is not happy at all. They're in the worst mm-hmm. place ever in life, and they're just like, why is the world crumbling around me? They're not happy. They want to get out because they're in a job that they don't like, but they're making the money that they want. But if you go after a job that you really are truly passionate about, something that you actually really want to do, you will get that job, and that money will come. You will, you'll yeah, end up with your nice car, your home, and be able to mm-hmm. take vacations. It will come right with it, but follow your dream first. Don't run after the money. Go after your dream. And just be creative yeah. with that. And lay out a plan. A plan is always the first thing you need to do. Lay out a plan mm-hmm. of what you want to achieve and follow it and do things that will keep you on that plan. That's the best thing you can do for folks. And don't. And, with, and for those who are um, already working in the field, they're like, well, I just decided I want to do Do the same thing. Yeah, you have a nine to five. On the weekends, evenings, do stuff that will lead you towards your goal, your dream. And then still take that time to balance those two together as what your dream becomes more reality and it grows. You can slowly start pulling off from that nine to five job, you know, until you get to the point where you're able to support yourself with your dream job. So it's, it's not just to say it's for those just coming out of school. It's for every aspect of it. Again, take a plan, figure out what it is. Your current situation where you are, understand it, make it work best for you, and on that avenue, that plan that you need to be to get to your goal job and your dream and creating your own business. It can be done. We're seeing it being done so many places now. Right, all the time and every day. So I love that. So I noticed that people who are living their dreams like yourself often are always feeding themselves with knowledge. Are you currently reading anything or have there been any books that you would recommend to us that have helped mold you and change your life? Um, wow. Um, I, you know what? I tend to read, I, my, my background is entertainment. So I tend to kind of go all over the place with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I was actually able to get my hand on, um, a, a rare unedited version copy of Russell Simmons, Success through stillness, so which has been okay. really good. Okay. I enjoyed that. Um, I, I went back and I've been reading the Sydney Portier book, The Measure of a Man. Um, I actually saw, and I actually just finished Grace Jones's book. Um, uh, I'll never, what was it? I'll never write my memoir. Oh, what? Which is actually that? really good. It's okay. an incredible, incredible book. She is okay. an incredible artist, um, and it was. I enjoyed. It. I actually enjoyed all three books and. It's just, I don't know, I just, I like, I still like to read an actual book, especially when I'm traveling and not, on the, and not on a Kindle or anything like that. And so, and then I do look at other stuff too and read some stuff that are, that are around and I try to keep myself abreast of stuff as much as I possibly can. Some stuff that's for um, me to grow and some mm-hmm. stuff for me to, you know, just to enjoy and relax. So, and I'm like, oh, I literally, a friend of mine, um, Jonathan Allen wrote a book on Hillary Clinton called The HRC. So, which was actually a really good book. And that was also me being supportive of a friend, too. So that was another reason why I read that. But it's just right. I try to read a little bit of everything. I try to incorporate a, little, a lot of entrepreneurial stuff in there as well. And I, I get that from everywhere, from reading different websites and things of that nature. I read Forbes a lot. Um, I, you, you name it. There's so many um, sources out there to find information. It's not hard to find it. Right. I love that. And I love those book recommendations. I'm going to check out that Grace Jones book because I was definitely curious about her and her story. She's always been like a fashion icon and her brain just, I love the way it works. So what other uh, services and projects do you offer that 
you know, I know you have your book. How can we find the book, connect with you, and all of that good stuff? Um, EKHealthyLiving.com is the website. Um, I have a, an event, my very first event. I really would love a lot of, lot of love to be shown and hang out. Um, at Equinox Gym, I've been able to uh, partner up and work with them for them to graciously host my first ever EK Healthy Living Presents, um, Move for Diabetes, um, which will be November 19th. It's going to be a high-energy 90-minute 90 90 class, for, two classes put together of Latin and African theme. Um, oh. It's going to be an incredible afternoon. It's going to be so much fun. Um, um, go to the website, EKHealthyLiving.com. Register for it. I want you to donate something for American Diabetes Association because uh, that's the goal. We want to raise something there with that. Um, I've got a lot of folks in PressWise who will come out and take place in it and have fun. And it's a good time. It's about moving. Um, it's how I lost or part of the way how I lost 180 pounds. Um, it's wow. just a matter of getting out there and move and have fun and enjoy it. And it, if you don't enjoy it, that's what makes it hard. Losing weight and exercising at least for me, it had to be something I enjoyed. I enjoyed mm -hmm. music. I enjoyed dancing. Um, and that was just a, an incredible combination. And when I started to see it was working, I was like, whoa, this is something here. And the funny part about it is I, when you look at these infomercials that come on in the wee hours of the night, I started mm -hmm. seeing these size commercials. And I said, well, wait a minute. That's what everybody's been doing in the first place anyway. People who love right. to dance have been doing it. I'm like, now it's a fad, and they're making tons of money off of it. Mm -hmm. But it was good to see that this is something that I did to lose that weight, and it's, it, I was doing the right thing. So it's kind of a little bit of a validation for yourself, so to speak, there. But um, that's going to be our first event, November 19th, at Equinox Gym here in Washington, D.C., um, ekhealthyliving.com, to register and donate to the American Diabetes Association. It would be great to have a bunch of folks come out, enjoy a great high-energy African and Latin-themed class, and just have fun with it because we're just going to have a great time. This is our yes. first event. I'm looking to do more. Um, at some point, turn it into a cruise-type event. So um, I'm just looking forward to raising awareness for diabetes and doing the best that we can, but showing people it's not the death sentence that it used to be, and you can still live right. a healthy, healthy, fully life. And as I always say, your best health is your best life. Amen. I love all that. So you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, EKHealthyLiving.com, November 19th. We are definitely going to be in the building. EK, I loved everything that you said. We're going to uphold you. We're going to support you. And thank you for sharing all of your knowledge, goodness, and wisdom on this show today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. Please, anytime, call me. I am there for you. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. That's a wrap. Come back often and feel free to add this yummy podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us at SaverV on Instagram and Facebook. Until next time, keep it domestic. Peace.